How are these teams looking post-draft? Let's start in the AFC power rankings, 16 through 1 in the AFC today, 16 through 1 in the NFC tomorrow. Who has the best teams in the NFL going into 2022? We'll talk about that right now. You're listening to the Peacock and Williamson NFL Show, your daily podcast on the National Football League, powered by the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to the Peacock and Williamson NFL Show. Brian Peacock and Matt Williamson with you at BD Peacock at Williamson NFL. Thanks for making us your first listen here on the Locked On Podcast Network. We're talking power rankings, and we're not going to go 32 through one. We will talk about where these teams all rank within the entire NFL, one through 32, but we're going to list them out by conference. So we're going to start with the AFC today, go 16 through one in the AFC. And I like this, Matt, when you uh, shuffle them between conferences, you can really see where the strength yeah. and weaknesses are in each conference. And this is a top-heavy conference in the AFC. I've never done this before. So this was your idea. I think it's a great idea because – the reality is you're trying to get into the playoffs. You're trying to get in the dance. Seven of 16 are going to go in there. So if you're a great team in the AFC, but you're eighth and you would have been the third best team in the NFC, too bad, so sad. Nobody cares. You know, and so I think this is an interesting way of doing it, of, of fighting the teams you're going to fight. And I'm not sure I've mentioned this, at least not lately, but for people that do power ranks, here's a suggestion I give you is break it into eight different groups by division, power rank each division, write them all down, put them on spreadsheet, whatever your process is. And then you're only picking off the top. You know what I mean? Like it may be the third team in one of the Western divisions, but I'm only looking, I'm only looking at eight names. You know what I mean? Like whoever's top of each list. So it makes your life a little easier as opposed to looking at 32 teams going, Hmm, who's next, you know? So that's one way that I like to do this, but we're going to start AFC, right? Uh, AFC, yeah, I love okay. that idea too. That that really helps you sort of narrow it down. You, narrow it down, yeah. And yeah. So now, you know, you know what you're picking from. You're only picking from four teams each time when you're throwing a new one out there, or eight teams if you're doing the the mm-hmm. whole thing. Right, right. So uh, you did this originally one through thirty-two, but we're just starting in the AFC, and it is not the worst team in the NFL. You have to tune in tomorrow to find out who Matt Williamson thinks is the worst team in the NFL in his thirty-second ranked team, and that is an NFC team because the team he has. As the last in the AFC, 31 overall, but 16 in the conference. That is those Houston Texans. Yeah. And again, I mean, there's some trends here with, you know, things that I talk about every year at this time. Folks, everyone's excited about their team. I mean, from draft until opening day, it's all good news. Everyone's going to be great. And frankly, 90% of the teams got better. But it's all going to be bad stuff going forward, mostly, for about 31 of these teams. And I look at Houston. We had a good conversation earlier this week, I guess it was yesterday, about, you know, uh, when we were talking about dynasty ranks, about just how awful they were running the ball on first down. I bet they get better at it. I bet Davis Mills is better in his second year. There's actually some pieces on this team that I respect now. But does that mean they're better than... You know, 15 other AFC teams, not yet, in my opinion. So this was a team that was picking third in the NFL draft. So there's already two worse teams than them. And you talked about how they improved. So does that mean the teams that were behind them improved even more than they did? Yeah. I mean, like Jacksonville's next. They added more than Houston did. And I think Jacksonville 
had a massive addition by subtraction getting their head coach out of there. You know, I mean, I know that Houston made a coaching change, but I don't think it's nearly as significant as Jacksonville's. Like, I went back and watched – we should talk about this just for a second. I went back and watched more Trevor Lawrence tape recently, and it's amazing. He had to be the adult in the room. Like, the guys that he was playing with, especially late in the year, wouldn't line up right. You'd see, you know, route combinations where two guys are in the same place, which never should happen. There was a time when two route runners ran into each other. You know, like Lawrence was like the veteran trying to tell these jokers what to do. Yeah, it's it's the odd situation where you have a great prospect that won a ton in college, you Mm -hmm. know, probably wise beyond his years being a, a very young prospect. Still, he comes in and he's got a head coach that, is really in the way for a rookie. <laughs> right, right. Like, I'm doing good stuff here, coach. Get out of the way. The fact that they have somebody as talented as Trevor Lawrence and the cards were stacked against him as a rookie, and there is some talent on that team now, both sides of the ball. You know, they've had the number one pick in both drafts. They had a number one pick this year, and, and they've got some size. They've got some speed on defense. You've got some some more weapons for him to throw to, some more people blocking for him, and, and, a, and a professional NFL coach to coach the whole thing. So you right. have to expect that they're a much better team here going into his sophomore year where you always see the biggest jump in any NFL prospect usually is from year one to year two. Yeah. And Rome wasn't built in a day. I mean, I think that changing the culture in Jacksonville that's been poor for a long time, isn't going to be easy, but I, I guess here's my question to you. I mean, I think it's pretty clear that these are the bottom two teams in the AFC on, you know, middle of March or late March here. Would you have Houston last? Yes, I would. Yeah. Okay. But I like what they're doing. Again, all there's optimism with all these teams. That's the fun part, but someone's got to be 32, you know? Yeah. Sorry, sorry, Houston Texans fans. It was all fun. You had to have, you got to have a lot of optimism in the draft and in free agency. And it was today. Yeah. It was today that Matt Williamson ruined it for you. It's all down <laughs> until the next draft cycle. Sorry. Um, and again, like this next team is a perfect example. There's all sorts of, you know, optimism around the Jets, but are they better than any of these other teams we're about to mention? I have a hard time doing that right now. So, boy, I'm excited if I'm a Jets fan. I like their coach. I think their quarterback should take a step forward. There's all sorts of good stuff around them. But- it's, un- <laughs> it's unfortunate for the Jets is that they did climb in your NFL rankings, but by doing this by conference, they just didn't climb anybody in the AFC because the two teams right. below them were already the right. teams below them last year. Uh, picking fourth in the NFL draft were the New York Jets, but um, 26th overall. So they did climb over some NFC teams in your mind. Yeah. You know, like we talk about tiers a lot when we do rankings. I think Jacksonville and Houston are in their own tier. But I think they're in a tier by themselves. But I think the Jets are in a, their own, they're, they're straight out tier. Like, I don't know that any, these these other teams we're going to get to have won a lot of games lately. You know, they're established. They got, you know, legit coaches that we like and things like that. Where the Jets, there's still a lot of questions, but they could go either direction, you know. So I thought they were firmly the third worst team in the AFC too. Does that sound fair? It does. Yeah. I think this next one is where we're going to start to have a lot of fun here in the AFC. And that team you have 13th in the entire conference is the New England Patriots. And Matt Williamson, when we're done with this, you're going to find out is not very high on the AFC East. Could it be? And I just saw a stat recently, and I didn't realize that 
The Patriots haven't won a playoff game since 2018, which was the second to last year Brady was there. So it's been a little while since Bill Belichick's won a playoff game, and, and the roster was in a pretty bad state for a while, and I think the roster still is in a pretty bad, bad state. And unlike those three teams we just talked about, I don't know how much better the Patriots got this offseason. <laughs> I think the roster's bad. I mean, I think Belichick is making chicken soup out of you know chicken droppings here. I don't like their, you know, I like their offseason less than I do probably all the teams we just mentioned. I think they could beat any team in the league and out-scheme them, and I am a Mac Jones believer, but is he close to his ceiling already? I, I think, again, I have a hard time talking about the Patriots because how much magic can Bill do? I mean, he won seven games two years ago when the whole team opted out with COVID and Brady was in Tampa winning Super Bowls. That was amazing to me, but I don't think they're very good. The one thing that we have to recognize here, though, like we said with the Jets and even more so. So we're going from the 14th to the 13th power ranked team in the AFC, but you went from 26th to 22nd now in the entire NFL. So you've got nine teams worse than the Patriots in the NFL, but most of right. those are in the AFC or in the NFC, only three of those in the AFC. Right. I mean, if you told me the Patriots won nine or even 10 games and got in the playoffs, I could understand it. I can write that story. But boy, I, I, I don't think they're that terrible to play against right now. Who are the good players? And I know there's a lot of Patriots fans that listen to this podcast. At Williamson NFL is where right, you can find Matt to yell at him. But I will say, look, 13th in the AFC, but 22nd overall. And I think if we did this through the whole NFL and we're counting up 32 through 22, you got into the, you know, the 20s there, the, the, the lower 20s, I think some Pats fans, even if they think they're going to be better, would be okay with that. So I just want to put it out there. It's 22 overall, but that means still only 13 in the AFC. We're going to check in on the AFC East again very soon, and we will get the top 12 teams, according to Matt Williamson, in the AFC heading into 2020 post-draft. But I want to let the folks out there know about Rock Auto. Com. This episode brought to you by Rock Auto with the ever-increasing numbers of makes and models. Pretty much impossible for your local chain store to stock all the parts you need. Why would you endure what you have to go through at a chain store, too? When you're the guy's looking at a screen and you're talking to him about what you need and you don't know what they have in stock or what they're even looking at, and they're up charging you 50 100% for the same parts that you could get at rockauto.com. You have computers that access rockauto.com, so you have a personal auto parts dealership in your pocket. Why not use it? They couldn't possibly carry all the inventory that rockauto.com can at your local chain store. And don't even get me started about the car dealership and what they're going to upcharge you to do the work on your vehicle. Rockauto.com is a family business. They've been serving do-it-yourselfers for over 20 years and Rock Auto prices are always reliably low for every customer, do-it-yourselfers and professionals alike. They have everything you could need, brake parts, tail lamps, motor oil, new carpet for the inside of your vehicle. And uh, by the way, you know, I, I've, I've looked there and, and, and I was blown away by how much was in stock at rockauto.com for whatever you needed, right? Wiper blades, you know, um, th there's just something that you need for your car and you can find it at rockauto.com. So go to rockauto.com right now. See all the parts available for your car or truck, right? Locked on in their How did you hear about us box so they know. We sent you amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need at rockauto.com.
Thanks again, everybody, for making Locked On, for making uh, the Peacock and Williamson show your very first listen. Tons of stuff going on in the Locked On podcast network, like the new Locked On Sports Today podcast, daily podcast covering the biggest sports stories, news, analysis, and opinion. Get it before anyone else with the Locked On Sports Today podcast. And don't forget, your team is covered right here on the Locked On podcast network. All right, Matt, we are on to... The 12th team in the AFC on your power rankings, just one ahead of the Patriots in the AFC, just one ahead of the Patriots in the NFL, and just one ahead of the Patriots in the AFC East, and that is the Miami Dolphins. So basically, Matt, what you're telling me is the Buffalo Bills are going to run away with this division because we've already heard from three <laughs> right, of the yeah. five of the AFC. I do believe that. that we're gonna, it's going to be a while till their name comes up in Buffalo. Um we talk about tiers again. Again, I think Houston and Jacksonville are by themselves. I think the Jets are by themselves. And because we went to break there, I probably would lump New England with these next couple teams that are going to be competitive. They're not going to be bad. There's a lot of optimism in Miami right now. Hey, they had a Tyree Kill and Armstead. And, you know, I think that's great. But I also question, you know, is Tua uh, able to take a step forward of course there's a lot of quarterback questions with a lot of these teams you know zach wilson what if he takes a big step forward well well he, he would they would move up drastically in the power ranks if Tua takes a big step forward big step forward you know the big jump in the power ranks the o-line should be better i think the offensive scheme will be so much better that was a tough offense to watch but i would lump them in with the patriots and these next two teams the next two teams being uh, and yeah, you have them all right in a row too in your NFL. Yeah, power right, right, right. They're, they're in a row in your AFC power rankings, which would be the same as your NFL power rankings. So there's a lot of NFC teams that were jumped here between you know the Jets and uh, the Jacksonville, the Jets, and then the Patriots, and then uh, basically you have oh, actually you have five in a row here. The AFC middle class is really good. This is like any of these teams. If you said this team is going to be drafting in the top ten, I could see it. Yeah. You One said little team thing is, goes wrong. You right. Know, if right. You said this team's going to be playing in the AFC Championship game. I would say, okay, I can see it. You have to squint a little bit with some of them. But so let's do it this way. You have them in a row ranked like this in your NFL and AFC power rankings. You have Cleveland 17 overall in the NFL, uh, eight overall in the NFL or in the AFC. Sorry. Yeah. 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 Uh, eight, nine, 10, 11, 12, 13 in the AFC. Are 17, 18, 19, 20, 21, and 22 in the NFL. So these are tight. This is a this is a group. This is a cluster. This is a tier. I'm going to ask you about your cluster busters, but I'm just going to rank them all out here. So um, at number eight in the AFC, you have the Cleveland Browns. Then at nine, you have the Tennessee Titans. Then at 10, you have the Pittsburgh Steelers. At 11, you have the Las Vegas Raiders. 12, Miami. 13, New England. But all those are all in a row in the NFL as well. So not an NFC team in between Cleveland and New England, six in a row there. What was the cluster buster for you with those teams? It wasn't much. I mean, it was really hard. And I think you could take all those teams and shake them up in a bag and come out with a result that I could live with, except I do think New England's last. Um, like, I think the Steelers roster's much more talented than New England's. I mean, I think Vegas has a lot more star power than New England. Um, Tennessee was the number one seed in the league, in, in the AFC last year. And uh, is Tannehill coming back to earth? I have some questions about their O-line. Missing o A.J. Brown really hurts. And we had a great conversation last week, you know, with the locked on, uh, you know, talking Browns, locked on Browns. And 
I think they're the hardest team to rank in the league, too. I mean, what's Watson? There's a lot of change there. Even if Watson plays a lot of games, it's an all-new passing game. Um, there's some defensive line questions I have there. But of all these teams, if you told me the Browns are playing in the AFC Championship game, to your earlier point, I can see that. You know, I mean, if Watson's awesome and they catch fire that last month of the season and he fits in, look out. But they're really volatile. And this is based on like six games of Watson. How did you? Even... I, that's the thing. I have no idea. I, I mean, yeah. uh, so I'm kind of putting them. I, I I didn't know how to rank them. I mean, if he, if I knew he wasn't going to, how I do power ranks is how good is the team right this second? Well, that applies during the regular season, but it doesn't when you're waiting for a, a, a suspension. You know, that, that's massive like this. If I knew he's not on the team week one. If a, if a suspension comes out and he's not on the team week one, I would probably move the Browns down last of this group. You know, it'd either be New England or Cleveland as the worst middle-class team in the AFC. I would say that it, it, you almost have to, even in a best-case scenario, pretend Watson's not playing for four games. Because right. of the suspension one, but even if he played all the games, let's say there's going to be some rust to knock off. He didn't play football last year, so it's right. going to look like new team, new environment, new everything. There's probably a lot of weight on his shoulders with this whole thing too. That's you know who, where, who knows where his mind's at. So mm-hmm. you you can't expect Deshaun Watson that we last saw week one forward with the Browns. You can't no, use right. that period, even if he played week one, I don't think he's going to play week one. So, you know, like I would look at the Browns and I'd say, okay, let's pretend eight games of good Watson. Yeah. Right? And, and go ahead. Sorry. Yeah. No, that's it. Yeah. Yeah. And again, these aren't predictions. These aren't my playoff picks. This is how good I think the team is right now. So I basically just cheated with them when I did my power ranks one to 32 and just stuck them right in the middle. Yeah, they are. I know some Titans fans are going to be mad at you going from one seed to not even a top half NFL team. Yeah, I mean that's you're right, but that's a little harsh. They're 18th overall. I mean they're they're a middle class team, which is good. Are they better than last year though? I I don't think so. I mean, I guess Henry coming back might be enough to say yeah, they're better than what we saw at the end. But I I don't know. I, I mean, I have some concerns. Fair ranking for the Steelers here being 19 overall in the NFL and 10 in the AFC. I could see it going either direction with them, but it's just hard with their quarterback situation to picture uh, just a, a really, really good team. Right. And unless because you just can't expect that much from Trubisky and you can't expect that much from a rookie, even if you hit on Pickett. I bet there's some Vegas fans going, Williamson, your team's not better than ours. And I could see that point of view. I think there's a lot less holes with the Steelers in Vegas. And I've yeah. said this 8,000 times on my Steeler podcast and radio stuff that, hey, Steeler fans, your team's not winning the Super Bowl, but you're not going to pick in the top five either to get one of these young quarterbacks. You know, like that's just life in Steeler land right now. And I would agree partially with those Raiders fans, except I, you nailed it. I was going to say the same thing. There's a lot more holes that are clear with the Raiders, but they've got oh. high impact players at certain positions where if, depth shows up for them in those holes you could see how they could have a higher ceiling than the Steelers right but if Leatherwood's a right tackle and we can't name more than eight or nine starters on offense I mean like hey if Derek Carr was a Steelers quarterback they'd be you know seventh or eighth on this team you know right yeah I mean they're kind of the the opposite of each other 
we will move into the top seven in the AFC next, but I want to let the folks out there know about Built Bars. And if you hadn't had Built Bars yet, you got to check them out. They are the protein bar that tastes like a candy bar and a, a, a flavor that sold out very quickly the first time it showed up. It is back again, and you're going to want to move fast if you want a box of brownie batter puffs. I know you love brownies, as I do, but what do you do when you bake brownies? You eat some of the batter, right? And maybe even eat half the bowl of batter uh, before it even gets you know, into the oven. And that's what flavor we're talking about now, the brownie batter puffs at Built.com. And if you haven't had puffs yet, by the way, at Built, it's the first ever protein-infused marshmallow. So we're talking marshmallowy brownie batter goodness with the brownie batter puffs. And there's only 140 calories somehow in these that you're not going to find in brownies. 17 grams of protein and only 7 grams of sugar in the brownie batter puff. All the uh, great flavors, the uh, some of the original flavors that I love there. Uh, some of them as low as 130 calories, 150 calories with 16, 17 grams of protein. It's a good treat that you can feel good about reaching for. Oh, yeah, and most Built Bars are covered in 100% real chocolate, which is a huge difference maker. It's not some brown-colored sugary substance. It is 100% real chocolate and tasty, and you are going to love Built Bar Puffs. You're going to love brownie batter puffs. You're going to love all of the classic flavors of Built Bars like peanut butter, which is my favorite. And you can even get yourself a mixed box if you're not sure what flavor you want at Built.com and use promo code LOCKED15 to get 15% off your order. That is promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at Built.com. Let's finish up the AFC side of your most recent post-draft power rankings, Matt. And we are now on number seven, which is the Indianapolis Colts. And we're talking about a playoff team now. So you got the Colts winning the... AFC North, if the season started and finished today? I do. I think they're a really solid team with a solid quarterback who is going to be in a much more solid situation than he was in Atlanta and is an upgrade over Wentz just in terms of decision-making, knowing where to go with the football. I'm going to dump it to Naheem Hines, pick up eight yards, move the chains, live another day. You know, uh, Their defense was great at creating turnovers. That's probably not sustainable, but the way they're built, they probably will still do a decent job of that. Jonathan Taylor is going to be the first pick in fantasy drafts, and they have a good line, you know, so solid. They did well and sort of accidentally landed on Matt Ryan somehow. In yeah, the yeah. And I think it's a nice fit. And you got Pittman and you got the youngster, Alec Pierce. You got some other weapons there on the outside. So if teams do they have enough at quarterback and and on the and wide receiver on the outside if teams do come up which they will and try to stop the run first what Big can they time. move yeah. to the top what can they do and and Matt Ryan's a really good a quarterback to get you in and out of those plays decide when it, at the line of scrimmage when the right time to to you know to, to change to a run play or to to throw the ball play action find the open man and and go play a winning brand of football so a little bit more stability in the roster I'd say at the Colts and if I had to pick today and yeah uh, you only have a couple of spots over them in the AFC right now, but I would probably lean toward Indy by a hair over Tennessee. Yeah. I, I should have said this with Tennessee too. I, I think Vrabel's on the path of being one of those Peyton Tomlin, Carroll types, long-term strong coaches, you know, and I, that to me has a lot of value with the Titans right. as well. It They're shows not going to bottom out, you know? <laughs> and then at the end of the year, we're talking about the Titans. It's like, well, Titans are, 
four seed in the AFC and they won their division again. And why, why are we right. betting against, <laughs> why know, no, matter happening, the, yeah. right, no matter, just like it was with the Patriots sometimes, you know, no matter what the roster really looks like, why are you betting so much against this head coach? You probably shouldn't be doing it, but yeah. the, I just, in this day and age, it's, it's a little bit odd because I know they like to play defense, which is always going to be good, but you know, the run game first, Derrick Henry with an expensive quarterback. Now that seems like they're maybe starting to look ahead and, and look to the next guy. That dynamic, I, I just, I, I'm not sold on that one. I know. I, I don't love their style of play as sustainable, you know, uh, greatness, but I like the makeup of the coach and the way that they're built in some ways. You know, the rest from- of your AFC teams, Matt, are top 10 teams in the NFL coming in at number six in the AFC for 2022 post draft is the Russell Wilson led Denver Broncos. Real good team. Um, got the piece they needed. Uh, I mean, I don't think anyone's going to fight you on that. I'm not 100% certain that they got an elite quarterback. And I've said that a few times. I think they got a good one who has more warts than maybe some of us want to give him credit for lately. You know, I mean, and the team that knew the most about him wasn't super reluctant to move on from him. I mean, I'm not saying Wilson's a bad player. He's not. He's great. I just don't know that he's the thing that's going to throw him over the edge. I think I said this last week. If that if they'd got Aaron Rodgers, they might have been one on this list. So they're they're good. They're, I think they're a playoff team. They're a contender. They could certainly be in the AFC Championship game. And it's amazing because the 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 Broncos and the Seahawks swapped quarterbacks. If indeed, and I still have some doubts, but if if indeed Drew Lock ends up being the guy in Seattle, and there is just going to be so much fun there watching the season. And watching the debate, oh, was it Pete Carroll all along and not Russ? Or was Russ Wilson carrying Pete Carroll all along, right? And, and just yeah, right. the dynamic goes with those teams swapping quarterbacks. So that's going to be fun to watch there with uh, with fault tracking Denver and the Seattle Seahawks specifically. 100%. I, I, I think they're a very interesting team. Number five in the AFC, the Cincinnati Bengals, one spot ahead, both NFL and AFC rankings. In, in your overall rankings, you've got Baltimore and Cincinnati at seven and eight. You got them uh, one and two in the north, and you've got them um, four and five here in the AFC. What was the separator to put Baltimore ahead of Cincy? Trust in the organization. You know, one team I know knows how to win, and despite having historic amounts of injuries in Baltimore, still were very competitive until the last month of the season when they just couldn't keep it together with duct tape anymore. Um, I think since he's learning those things, but I mean, Harbaugh versus Taylor to me isn't even a conversation at, the, at this stage. Since he to me doesn't have many holes at all. Um, they've had a very good off season, but I also think this is going to sound wrong, but, were they really one of the four best teams or two best teams in the league last year? I mean, they barely got by Tennessee. They barely got by the Raiders. They stayed remarkably healthy. And I'm stealing this from football outsiders. I mean, the the plexiglass theory of teams that take four or five steps forward in one year, like Cincinnati did, almost always take a step back. Almost always. It just seems like it's due. And now you're on – Monday night all the time and people you're not sneaking up on anybody, you know, where the Ravens are very used to that. Cincinnati Bengals went to the Super Bowl in 2021 and got better. And Matt Williamson just throwing all kinds of disrespect at Cincinnati. Everybody got better. It's May. <laughs> it's a great point about Baltimore. <laughs> like, 
you have to people are going to be sleeping on the Ravens. You have to throw out last year because of all the injuries. I mean, and you saw it, you saw it the year before with my 49ers up up close, you know. Brutal, right. And you end up being a, a team that is within reach of trading up to number three, the 49ers were, and then guess what? The next year they're in the NFC championship game and the Baltimore Ravens were that team this year. You know, they're picking the middle of the first round. They went through as much adversity as you can with injuries for the most part for a season. They're going to come back strong and they're going to be good. No one'd be shocked if they were in the AFC championship game this year. So yeah, don't yeah, sleep right. on, on the Ravens. My favorite bet right now is Ravens to win the Super Bowl. I mean, you can get a pretty long odds and, it's a really good organization, and is any team going to get more out of their rookie class than the Ravens? I don't know. I doubt it. How about the Los Angeles Chargers? Did not make the playoffs last year. Matt Williamson has them all the way up into the number three team in the AFC. Is this just growth from young coach, young quarterback, or is it the pieces they added in the offseason? All the above. I thought about putting them two overall, to be honest with you, which would have been two in the AFC I think everyone realizes the two teams ahead of them in the AFC are Buffalo and Kansas City on this list. And I, I think Buffalo is hard to knock off that number one perch. I, I, but Kansas City, I was very content to put third behind the Chargers. But it's kind of like that Bengals-Ravens conversation. Andy Reid will probably win five or six games in his division I don't want to put too much stock in draft, but I think the Chiefs defense, which was really bad last year, got noticeably better through the draft and in the offseason. And I like the Chargers as well, but I think they're a little young. They're a little bit of the Bengals in this conversation, learning what they are. And I don't trust their coach as much as I do Andy Reid. Kansas City Chiefs, you have two in the AFC, two in the NFL. They improved on defense on paper. I think so. On offense on paper. And I really think this is a delineation going into 2022. This is now mid-career Patrick Mahomes. It's his team. Yeah, no more yeah. Tyreek Hill. I don't even know how long Kelsey's going to be around there. And so sort of a retool. What's this team even going to look like? I'm not sure. But I, I'm pretty sure they're not going anywhere. And uh, I just don't know where to put them. And so, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Your top five? Are they one? Are they five? I don't know. They've been the king of this this conference for a handful of years now, and I think they earned the respect to still be very much near the top. The Reed Mahomes combination—I don't want to say it's Brady Belichick, but it's pretty darn good. And now I think their offensive lines as good as any in the league, give or take. It's not like they're short on weapons. The defense is better. They know how to win. Awful place to play. You know things like that. And no shock at this point, number one is the Buffalo Bills, and I just hope that we can see Buffalo, Kansas City in the playoffs again. Yeah, exactly. I mean, the Bills will be a blast. They're not a slam dunk, number one, and but I do have them overall. They're an easy team to like. I mean, throw Von Miller in that rotation, a defensive lineman that they've been drafting high year after year, and they're good at linebacker. They added this, the corner that I wanted to see. They have awesome set of safeties. Josh Allen's an utter superstar, and you throw him a guy like James Cook just as a little frosting on top to, you know, to add to an already good offense. So, uh, I mean, maybe their O-line's a weakness if you're going to find a weakness on this team. If, we have, if what held them back, maybe it would be their O-line, but I still think it's a pretty good group. Going to run through these really quickly again for those yep. who got lost in the order. 
AFC power rankings, one through 16, starts with the Buffalo Bills, number two, Kansas City Chiefs, three, Los Angeles Chargers, four, Baltimore Ravens, five, Cincinnati Bengals, six, Denver Broncos, seven, Indianapolis Colts, eight, Cleveland Browns, nine, Tennessee Titans, 10, Pittsburgh Steelers, 11, Las Vegas Raiders, 12, Miami Dolphins, 13, New England Patriots, 14, New York Jets, and 15, Jacksonville Jaguars with the Houston Texans at the bottom at 16 overall in the AFC. How did he do? Let us know at Williamson NFL at BD Peacock on Twitter. Thanks for making Peacock and Williamson your first listen tomorrow. Make sure you tune in to find Matt Williamson's NFC power rankings 16 to one and all the other great shows here on the locked on podcast network, including Matt doing locked on dynasty football, uh, your team is covered right here on the network. Locked on NFL YouTube channel is where you can find not only us, but tons of other great content, including the Locked on NFL podcast. So make sure you are subscribed up there. Matt and I back tomorrow right here. Peacock and Williamson.